my name is Jennifer Kronk from the Assist Learning Podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Like even moving on to a different district, that like brainwashed state of like, but you do it for the students and you're not a good teacher if you're not at school from like five till six o'clock at night. And the, the conversation teachers would have like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so leaves at their scheduled time. How could they? Of course, everybody comes in on a Saturday morning. They just bring their children with them. Like I thought that's the way that it was. And I was feeling completely disconnected from things. It wasn't exciting anymore. Like it wasn't fun. I was struggling with the relationship with my husband. Like I lost friends, Um, like my health, you know, the stress weight. (laughs) Like I just wasn't in a good spot. And, you know, I remember talking to my husband so much and saying like, this has got to be different. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Burned In Teacher Summer Self-Care Series and the Burned In Teacher Podcast. This is, of course, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. If we've not met before, I am your host, Amber Harper, and as always, I'm absolutely thrilled and honored that you've decided to spend some time with me today, and I'm so grateful that you're here. I want to respect your time and jump into this interview, but I got to talk to you about something. Last week, we talked with Stephanie DeLessi about the lies that we tell ourselves. And as you've already noticed at the beginning of this episode, Sarah Kaminsky, who is our guest today, knows a lot of those lies that we tell ourselves. So I don't care how long you've been teaching, where you teach, who you teach, you're here listening to this podcast for a reason. Whether you're a new teacher, you've transitioned from a different career, you're close to retirement and all things in between, no matter where you are on your your journey, this episode is about the transformation you can make if you make the right decisions about how you spend your time and who you spend that time with. This episode is for you. Now, like I said, two weeks ago, Stephanie DeLessi was on here talking about anxiety and the lies we tell ourselves. And I'm telling you people, when I was a full-time teacher, I believed these lies that Sarah mentioned too. And then... I decided to change that conversation. And that's exactly why I started this podcast. And that's exactly what this episode is all about. Now, I know you're starting your new school year, either last week, maybe yesterday, maybe it's tomorrow, next week, next month. No matter when, you have to decide now that you're going to surround yourself with people who are going to help you change that conversation. Today's guest is Sarah Kaminsky. She's a sixth grade English language arts teacher from central Wisconsin, where she's taught for the last six years. 
She's been on the podcast before, but she was also a member of the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program this past spring. And does she have a serious story of transformation for you? We're going to dive in into the interview here in a minute, but I have to let you know, and you may have already guessed it, that this episode is brought to you by the Burned In Teacher Training Course, which is the small group program that is nicely and neatly packaged into an eight-week online course, which I launched two weeks ago. And this is also sponsored by the bonuses that go along with it, the Out the Door by Four mini course and the Burned In Teacher Training ebook that scratches the surface of the Burned In process. All of them brought to you for only $97 if you register by this Saturday, August 10th. Now, if you're listening to the replay, don't freak out. The bad news is that you can't get all of these for $97, but you can get all of these things separately. The Out the Door by Four mini course will be sold separately starting in mid to late September, and the ebook is on sale now. But Burns and Teachers, you can get all of these things now for $97. I'm not going to push this anymore, but the reason I'm so passionate about sharing this opportunity with you is because it works, and you don't need me to tell you that. If you go to burnedinteacher.com slash success stories, you're going to hear some amazing testimonials from teachers who have participated in the program. If you go to burnedinteacher.com slash work with me, you'll learn more about the Burned In Teacher online training course, but also how you can earn Are you ready? Three graduate credits for taking this course. I have joined forces with Midwest Teachers Institute, and they have joined forces with colleges from around the country that want to offer credits, graduate credits, for teachers who are extending their knowledge and honing in on their craft. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash work with me to learn more about the online training course and, of course, how you can earn some credits for your time and your work and your transformation. Sarah will tell you all about her transformation because of Burned In Teacher in this interview. Okay, deep breath, (laughs) let's get into it because it's going to inspire you to change the conversation and to start your transformation to become a Burned In Teacher just like Sarah. Let's get into the interview. Burned In Teachers, I'm so excited to introduce you again to my friend and someone who has been so inspirational to me in the Burned In Teacher community. Her name is Sarah Kaminsky, and she is not new to the Burned In Teacher podcast. This is actually her second time on. She was involved in a an excellent conversation about student engagement and relationships on episode 33. So I definitely encourage you to go back on burnedinteacher.com slash blog and check out the podcast episode with her and Alexandra. It was a fantastic conversation. And we got a lot of insight um, from her and Alexandra about their vision for their relationship with their students. And you can also hear her story of burnout on there. Sarah, I cannot say enough fabulous things about you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on again. So I asked Sarah to come on here and she can tell you a little bit about herself. And actually, Sarah, why don't we start with that? Go ahead and give us a quick summarization of you um, as a teacher and as a human being. All right, sure. So right now I am a sixth grade um, ELA teacher at a middle school in central Wisconsin. So this is my, I think it's my sixth year here. I'm really bad with those numbers. It's my sixth year in this district, but I think it's my seventh year teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I've taught in this district for a while. Usually my history is, um, has been English, but this year I added in reading. 
um, my first year teaching was kind of one of those like horrible teaching stories. <laughs> like, um, preach. I had the same experience my first year teaching. It was extremely difficult. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm glad I survived that year to get to this point where I'm at, but it was, it was pretty tough. So, um, but it's been a lot of learning experiences. That was my year of like, I think I had five different titles to be first time, (laughs) to be full time and being a first time teacher. So that's kind of been my, my teaching journey, but it's been interesting. Like I haven't, I was listening to your pod, the last podcast that you just aired and um, she was talking about how it was like her calling. And I've never been one of those people that this was like my calling. It just kind of like happened into it. And I'm like, this is a really good fit for me and my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of been keeping attuned to that. That's kind of been the driving force to kind of keep doing what I'm doing. I love that you're being so honest about that because that's, that's my journey too. And honestly, Sarah, I feel like this is why you and I connect so well because I never grew up feeling like I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. And I adore those people that, you know, they grew up knowing that this was their calling and this is what they wanted to do. And this is what they're doing. They're living their dream. And you know, that's what burden teacher is here for is to help them if their dream is turning into a nightmare. (laughs) Um, But I, I love that you're being so vulnerable and admitting that because teaching is not always something that we grow up desiring to do. Um, And that certainly wasn't the case for me. So uh, another thing, Sarah, I want you to highlight because your donkeys are so cute and she posts pictures of them in the Burnton teacher tribe um facebook group and i just love them so much so that's another way that we connect too is we both have a love of uh equestrian and we love horses and uh so tell us a little bit about that is that something that you just really find a lot of passion outside of school with Yeah, yeah absolutely so i mean that was like i was that one kid that crazy kid in school that just loved horses that was me and um, that, <laughs> right. It's nice to have a fellow, one of those people. Um, and that's just been kind of like my identity, I guess. Um, and actually thinking about it, that was one of the ways I got into teaching. It's kind of like a weird connection, but I used to give riding lessons. Like I used to be a clinician and I had like this whole group of kids that we would go to the fair together. Um, and like I launched a ranch camp for a local Y Um, But yeah, that's kind of like been a part of my identity. But that was one of the things that I noticed like when I was starting to kind of burn out was I lost that. Like there were several years where uh, like my horses weren't at home. They were at my parents' house. I didn't like do anything with them. I didn't find time to kind of um, grow that side of myself. Mm -hmm. And um you know, it wasn't until kind of realizing like, no, like that's, you need to kind of grow those, that side of yourself to, um, be the best person that you can be as like, not even professionally speaking, but yeah, we got back into it. Actually had our second show on Sunday. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. That just hearing about horse shows, it gets me all giddy and excited. Cause I know what that life is like. It's so exciting. The super early mornings, the late nights. Yeah. Um, it sounds horrible, but it's actually, but it's glorious. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that you mentioned that that's where you noticed the burnout setting in is because you were not doing the things that lit you up outside of school. You weren't pursuing those passions outside of school anymore. So that's a great segue into this conversation that I want to have with you today, because, um, if I didn't mention it earlier, Sarah was a participant participant rather in the spring uh, 2019 burned in teacher tribe program, the small group program that I put on last year and, uh, or this past spring. 
And she had such an incredible transformation that I, I wanted to have her come on here and talk about the difference between Sarah Kaminsky 2018-2019 school year to the beginning of the 2019-2020 school year and just kind of share her story and what she noticed that changed um, in her by having that accountability group, that support system, those different perspectives and, you know, just to really open up about the action that she took um, to go from where she was in her burnout to where she is now. So I know that's kind of a really loaded way to kind of transition into this section, but Sarah, just kind of give us a picture of where you were when you found Burnt In Teacher um, and what it was that you were searching for. Um, so it wasn't, I guess, you know, it was a long time coming. Like, I guess my, my entire school career has been super stressful. Um, I mean, I didn't even go into teaching right after college. Like I felt even fried after student teaching and I was like, I need to make sure I really want to do this. Um, and I thought it just was the way that it was. I'm like, you know, like that first teaching job where I was eighth grade math, sixth grade accelerated or eighth grade English, sixth grade math, EL coordinator, AP coordinator, student council advisor, GT coordinator. I just thought that that was life. Like I thought that's what it was being a teacher and, um, kind of getting into that, like even moving on to a different district, that like brainwash state of like, but you do it for the students and you're not a good teacher if you're not at school from like five till six o'clock at night. And the, the conversation teachers would have like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so leaves at their scheduled time. How could they? Of course, everybody comes in on a Saturday morning. They just bring their children with them. Like I thought that's the way <laughs> that it was. And I was feeling completely disconnected from things. It wasn't exciting anymore. Like it wasn't fun. I was struggling with the relationship with my husband. Like I lost friends, um, like my health, you know, the stress weight. <laughs> like I just wasn't in a good spot. And, you know, I remember talking to my husband so much and saying like, this has got to be different. Like there's, there has to be something different out there and he would always say like it's just a job and I know some teachers take a little bit offense to that like but it's a calling and but it boils down to this is a job where you're completely replaceable mm -hmm. and um I'm I wasn't replaceable at home and it really hit me when I had my second child I'm like I don't want I don't I don't want her to live here I don't want either of them to live here and um I ended up, I don't remember whose podcast, like I was listening to somebody else's podcast and I stumbled on yours. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay. That hurt, does not hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it was one of those like serendipitous moments where it just like all fell in. I'm like, Oh, her the stories and everything. And I remember the first time you launched your small group program. Like I thought about joining, but I didn't. Cause I thought that like, I'm, I, I've only been teaching six years. I'm not, my story isn't as bad as somebody else's or like I kind of had that mentality. And I think I joined the second time, like, like one of the last days <laughs> I had to, I'm like, I really wanted to I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do that. And like getting over that shame, like that accepting of like knowing that there's something better and then kind of taking that step. That was the best thing I've ever done. Like the last eight weeks of school, that's when we were together, mm -hmm. was by far the best eight weeks that I've had in my complete teaching career. So go into, okay, first of all, I am going to quote you, okay? Oh, no. And you know my opinion about teaching, all right? 
yeah. I felt this way. I had a realization myself um, when I was going through burnout. Teaching is a job where mm -hmm. I am fully replaceable. And I have quoted in the group Amy Morin saying, we are not that important. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it's hard to swallow because we want to believe that we are the superhero and we are all things to all people. But we're not. We are replaceable in our jobs. They will hire somebody else the second, or they will search for somebody else the second we resign, or yep. the second we are not able to come in, or, or you know, getting subs, things like that. But we, I love this. Teaching is a job where I am replaceable, but I'm not replaceable at home. You can't replace me as a mom. You can't replace me as a wife. I love that. That gives me goosebumps. That is such a beautiful way to think of this. And so you got to the point where you kind of didn't talk yourself out of it, but just didn't think it was the right time the first time around for the small group program. But the second time you joined and you said it was eight weeks of total transformation. That's so exciting for me to hear because that's what I want people to feel. I want them to feel empowered. I want them to feel the change. I want them to take the action. So tell us, walk us through a little bit, you know, what were your feelings kind of going in before our week one meeting? Um, and then when did you start to feel that change happening? Yeah, absolutely. So I was completely nervous about starting. Like I've never done anything like this and like taking that time just for myself, like not even professionally, but just as like a person was super intimidating because it's just it's not something that I was used to doing mm -hmm. um but I really became like excited about our our weekly meetings kids went to bed early I had some time by myself it was glorious um and I think like that first week of like that beginning where you are um that was super important just like that acceptance that um I think it was something that you had said too, that like, if you can name it, you can tame it. And that's what actually, uh, and I, I apologize. I don't remember what her name is, but I think it was like Mrs. D, but she called like Dolores. Yeah, uh, well, Lori Desitels yeah. actually quoted uh, Dan Siegel as, as saying, if you can name it, you can tame it. So that's not my quote. I'm definitely not going to, oh, okay. but it matches so well with naming or burnout. And I yeah. just, and I had already created the quiz and the cheat sheet and all of that stuff to help name it. But when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I, that is, that proves that this is not just a willy nilly woo woo quiz. Like if you can name your burnout, you can tame it. Um, and then Stephanie Delessi, who was just on the podcast, she actually named her anxiety Dolores, which I thought is, you know, it's kind of silly and funny. And she said she wanted to add like a comedic value to it because it just helps you deal better. But it's so powerful because it becomes a thing that you can control or work on controlling yeah. when it's not just you feeling like, Oh my gosh, I am crazy. I'm crazy. I'm a bad person. I'm crazy. And I'm ashamed of it. And I'm not going to talk about it. And that's what like, you know, naming it and like being able to talk through, like there's other people that feel the same way. Like there's nothing wrong with a person for feeling burnt out or exhausted or that they want something better. And I think that was kind of that, like, um, like that bringing guard down moment of like, I'm not alone. I'm not a bad teacher. There's other people that feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of started this like self-acceptance journey that like, like it's okay. And I know what it is now and the things that I need to work on. And, um, and I apologize. I don't remember all the letters, but like it was a little bit further down um, a couple weeks in and it was the, I think we started with like the, the challenges, mm -hmm. like naming your challenges. 
And I think that's where we played the why game. Mm -hmm. Reflect on your challenges. That's yes. three. Mm -hmm. that one was, it was so empowering getting to like the base of it. Cause I think we talk so much like, well, I'm tired, but like, well, why are you tired? Or why are you feeling, you know, anxious or like, like kind of getting down to like, what's the root of it? Because then you can actually start to grow from there. Mm -hmm. And that complemented really well within like the strengths week, because it's kind of like, this might sound really bad, but broke a person down to like, what's the bare bones, like what's going on. And then how can you use your, who you are as like an individual to kind of overcome those things? Mm -hmm. You know, what you just said reminds me of a quote that I love from Deepak Chopra. Uh, I think I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's listening. I'm sorry, Deepak. But um, he says, all great things are preceded by chaos or something like that. So I think about it as like renovating a house, you know, in order to make something more beautiful or to make it the way that you want it to be, you have to tear some things down. You have to make a mess. It's not fun. It ain't pretty, but it has to be done. You know, I think I, I heard another person say, I'm going to say it. I'm going to quote my dad. He it works in construction. He says, you can't polish a turd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> Absolutely. so we definitely do the hard stuff. Um, and so I love that you're bringing up these points because they're such important points that, that we go through in the group and that are going to be in the course that, that is launching. But um, so tell us a little bit more, if you'd like to go into more depth about the different weeks that you, that we went through, you know, throughout the Virgin process. Um, or you can talk about, you know, the things that you started to change, you know, what are some actions that you took that you didn't see as, um, either appropriate or attainable or, you know, things that you just didn't see for yourself in the past. Um, I'm like, the whole thing was just so amazing. Like, <laughs> I remember that. Last I'm not paying her to say what that. Am I? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. I mean, I remember that last week going like, I can take on the world, man, like bring it. Um, I mean, it was just, I think like the, the one thing that really helped me was that like support group and like talking through that. I mean, like all weeks were so great, but like that, that negative self-talk that I had that, um, had just kind of like built after all of these years and, um, you know, kind of getting that brainwashed into what I thought it was supposed to be and why do I feel this way and I shouldn't feel this way. And you kind of owning my story and like changing that like self-talk to be like a stronger person and a um, feeling like a more creative, capable person, like really helped. Like it's okay to share my story and kind of feeling like I had a voice was, was super, um, was super helpful. And it was like, I felt healthy, like emotionally healthy. And then I noticed um, like the way I was able to lead my team changed because like I felt like a stronger person and the way I was able to, you know, help my students changed, you know, like I felt like I was in a better emotional place mm -hmm. and that I could, you know, share some of those things with the students. I did play, like one of the kids was trying to do something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember we did the Y game with the kids. <laughs> oh yeah. You did mention that in the group yeah. that you were actually, that's a wonderful way to approach those challenges yeah. with kids for sure. For sure. And I love also that you brought up that you went from that negative self-talk, that feeling of not being capable to becoming a more creative and capable person. I'm taking notes as you're talking. Yeah, Everything I see that. saying is gold. Um, you actually started a podcast, your own yeah. podcast. So yeah, I did. What about that? Um, 
Well, I'd always have like these weird ramblings on like the way home, like from getting the kids or something. And it's just like, it would, it was, I don't know, a way of like decompressing or something. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, well, nobody would ever want to like actually listen to these weird things that I have to say. Like, that's kind of was my first talk, like self-talk. And then um, after going through the course and like kind of regaining my footing and understanding that like we were put on this earth to create, you know, like we all have a creative entity that, you know, should come out and to help make the world better. And I was like, you know what, let's just do it. And then I started recording and, um, you know, it just, it felt so amazing just to be able to create something. Mm. I love that you said, just do it because there are so many things that I've done in my life, especially when I decided that I was not going to continue to let things happen to me. I was going to decide Mm -hmm. how I was going to live my life. And one of the first things that I did was whenever I decided that I wanted to become a Google certified educator. And when I, I remember when I went through the trainings and the modules and the lessons, and then I went to take the the test and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm just like, F it. And I clicked the button and then I did it again whenever I applied for Google innovator. And then I did it again when I started the burned in teacher Facebook group. And I did it again whenever I started the podcast, I've done it so many times and you never know, you never know what's going to come out of taking those risks. And that's why I love saying, stop being a victim of circumstance, become a taker of chance. And sometimes taking chances is so scary but it's so necessary. And it's also so relative. You know, what is taking a big risk for you might not be a big risk for somebody else, mm-hmm. but it's all about your journey, your story. And I just, I love that you're sharing this stuff with us. It's, it's fantastic. So going in, did I interrupt you? Did you have something oh, no. else you wanted to share? No, you're good. So tell us about Sarah Kaminsky going into this school year. When do you start school? Uh, I don't know the exact date. I know it's one of the last week in August is like our first time back, like as a, like our teacher time back, the kids mm-hmm. come back after Labor Day, I think. Okay. Um, August is already filled with dates that I have to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I feel, I don't feel as nervous about the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm kind of hitting that like Summer's almost over anxiety right now as I looked at my August calendar, but like I feel in such a better place of like managing some of the stress and the things that are coming up, you know, and knowing that I have like a support system to go back to, you know, like you feel so alone sometimes and, you know, you can't necessarily always go to people in your same circle. Like I can always talk to teachers in my district, but seeing somebody outside of that circle always gives like a better perspective on like how to address things, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel a lot more relaxed going into this year. Like, you know, it's going to work out. Like it's, we have this, we got this, you know, and, um, and feeling a lot more, like I know how to take care of myself a little bit better to kind of take care of like my kids and my team. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of bringing those together. I'm super excited about trying to bring some of like the stuff that we talked about and to help support my team members a little bit better. Yes. Oh, that makes me so excited. I cannot wait to hear how that goes for you. So, I'm so glad to hear that, but I also want to highlight the last letter of the burden-in process, which is never settle. And we talk a lot in that last week about what happens when, not if, but when things get hard. 
when something happens out of the blue, when life happens, we talk about preparing for that hardship. And that's not being fatalist. That's not being negative. That is being realistic. So can you tell everybody who's listening today, what are your plans for when things get hard? Um, begin where you are. <laughs> You're such a good student. <laughs> right. I, right? Well, that I'm in the right profession then. Um, you are. So I think like just taking that chance to like stop and go like, okay, like what's going on in my immediate world right now? Like why, why am I feeling this way? And trying to going back to that, like, okay, this is where I am. Why am I here? What are things that I can control? Like kind of start like going back through that process and then figuring out like, well, what can I do to, um, like, what do I have control over? Mm -hmm. I think that was, that's always been like the biggest thing. Like, um, cause we, I mean, there's things happening in teaching all the time and there's things that we have control over and there's things that we don't have control over and kind of understanding like what I have and those things that I can't, like, how can I accept those things like as the direction and how can I move on without fear and apprehension to kind of create a positive, mm -hmm. um, outlook. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and definitely I know this year I want to do a lot better job of like scheduling in times to do things like for me, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think it was last year. My husband even said, he's like, I can tell you haven't been to the barn in a while. <laughs> it's it's therapeutic. I know. <laughs> you walk in there and I'm like, oh, horse smell. <laughs> Um, we were at the, I have a side note. We were at the yeah. fair this week and I love going into the horse barn and just going, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it makes me feel like I need to bring that back into my life. But yeah, so I think this is coincidental so, because you don't know you, you have signed up for the masterclass that's taking place uh, this coming Thursday on August 1st. Yes. So if you're listening to this uh, episode uh, further in the future, um, there will be another masterclass planned another time. Uh, so I gotcha. Don't worry. But um, we're actually going to talk about that. That's part of planning for the weekends and nights that, that are, that you're dreaming of, that you want in your life. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And it's not bad to schedule in time with your family. It's not, you're not a selfish person by scheduling in that, that realistic self-care, you know, those things that you do just because you enjoy doing them. Yeah. And there was a lot of, um, like, I've heard that a lot. Like you have to be intentional about your time and like blocking out times, like time blocking has been something that was super helpful for me this year. Mm -hmm. And like, actually it's like saying I'm working till this time, the rest of this is time for my kids. And that's been super helpful in like making sure I get those times in for myself too. Oh, so exciting. It's like, you've already been like looking at what is going to be happening in this masterclass. You know me so well. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Like completely excited. It's going to be a party. So if you're watching this video in the fake, cause I'm going to post this video. I, I warned Sarah, I said, I am going to post this video because I know it's going to be so golden and so many people need to hear your story. So, um, definitely go to burnedinteacher.com slash masterclass. If you, um, just try it out. Hopefully you're listening to this at a time where you can actually join this amazing opportunity for you to learn how to take control of your time and create that work-life balance that you want. But Sarah, before we sign off today, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners or our viewers? Um, well, just understanding that there is no shame in feeling burnt out. Like I, I thought it meant that I was a, like a bad teacher and that this, like all of these horrible things I used to think about that, but there is no shame in 
in knowing that. And I think that comes from like the shift in society right now that like talking, being able to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so just not having shame in it and then finding a support group that works for you is super, super important. It's not an easy thing to, it's not an easy journey to go on alone. Yeah. And that's what I tell, and you know, people that listen to the podcast or you know, our Facebook group, if, if I'm not a support group for me, if you're not ready for it, for this step, if you're not ready to open up to strangers, you know, because I'm a stranger to you, maybe, um, people in the Facebook group, if you've not joined the Facebook group, definitely do that. Um, but if you're not, if you're not feeling vulnerable enough or strong enough in your you know, conviction to really open up and tell your story, that's okay. But if we're not the people for you, if I'm not the person for you, that's fine, but you have to find somebody. So whether that's, you know, hopefully you have a teacher support system at your school or you have, you know, a strong family system um, or you have another teacher, in another school somewhere that, you know, you used to teach together and now you don't, but you still talk about it to someone. There is no shame. And if you have to find a support system um, of people that are outside of your school, do it, but find somebody. Yes, absolutely. Preach. Yes. <laughs> Right. Woo. Um, I get, we can talk forever about this. Yeah, I know we can right. So thank you so much for your time today. I am so excited to get this message out to teachers and I know I cannot wait to see what you do in your career. I'm, I'm so excited to know you and to see your transformation. It's been incredible. That is so sweet of you. Thank you so much for like all of your support and guidance. It's been utterly life-changing. Oh, well, you're the one who did the work. You're the one who made the decision. So you need to give yourself a pat on the back too. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye, Sarah. Yeah. You know how you meet people and you just know that you were meant to meet? (laughs) That's how I feel when I talk to Sarah. Her ability to activate and to actually create change that needs to happen is so incredibly inspiring. And I'm so grateful that she came on the show again to tell you about her transformation. By the way, speaking of creating change, I wanted to tell you the name of her podcast. It's called Changing Mindsets, Changing Schools. I'll have a link to it in the show notes, but if you check it out on Spotify, you should be able to find it. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, like Sarah said, stop the shame and seek support. Those are the two biggest factors that are going to get you out of your burnout. The second thing is, is I want you to go to your bathroom or to your dining room somewhere where there's a mirror. Go ahead. It's just you and yourself. I want you to see how your body reacts when you say to yourself the things that you believe about your current reality. How do you feel? How does your body react? If your eyes well up with tears or it's hard to list all the things you expect or others expect of you and you've not sought support, it's time. The third thing is, is go to burnedinteacher.com slash work with me and learn more about the support that I and hundreds of other teachers want for you. It isn't enough to say things will be different. You have to do something different. Until next time, take a deep breath. You just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on everybody.